0: I-V-M.
1: Hello and welcome to the Habit Coach Podcast. I am Ashton, Dr. Your Habit Coach. And today we're going to be talking about a topic that, you know, I get a lot of questions on Instagram on questions on what do I do now? And the topic is, how do I tell my parents about my sexual preferences? You know, this is a burning topic People are so confused on how my parents are going to react. Also, it's important for us to understand as a parent, how do you react when your child comes and tells you about it? Maybe it's something that you are not expecting. Maybe it's something that you were expecting. All these conversations should become normal. And hence, I'm using this platform of podcasts to actually bring out and talk about these things. We have a fantastic counselor with us today who's going to take us through what she has done with some of her clients. Yashita Daveh, Welcome to the Happy Coach Podcast.
0: Hey, Ashwin. Thank you for having me here. And it's a pleasure talking about these topics with you on the podcast.
1: Thank you. I know you've been dealing with this um, for a really long time with your clients and, your, and, and you've been counseling people about this. You know, Have you seen a change over the years?
0: Yes, there is much more acceptance now. In fact, we are having conferences also and people coming out and talking about it. All. There are so many famous doctors and lawyers also who belong to this community. And they've all come out and they've shared the experiences. Because it was not an easy path for them. I think youngsters these days, it has become far easier for them because now things are opening up for them. So it's pretty easy, but still there is resistance. There is still a lot of uh, stigma. There is a lot of, what do we say, that uh, typical uh, conceptualized notion about them. to to or you belong to, you know, these creative uh, fields like being a fashion designer, a chef, um, artist. It's not so. There are people who belong to various other professions as well. In fact, I was really shocked and surprised to learn this at a conference that I went for last year, organized by Keshav Suri. He has started, a very famous guy who owns the Lalit chain of Hotels. He has started a foundation in his own name, the uh, Keshav Suri Foundation. And he is doing some fantastic and stellar work in the LGBTQI space. So he had this conference, he had organized this conference uh, in association with HPQI that is help for uh, these queer people. He had uh, organized a function for us mental health professionals. So there were doctors, there were psychiatrists, psychologists who came and attended this particular conference. Uh, I have written an article also regards the same. I'll share with you also. I think you might have seen it on my Instagram.
1: Probably. so. Some
0: sometime last year. Yeah. So that was the only, uh, I think that was my last conference that I went for... Uh, for a pre-lockdown.
1: yeah, Physically? Yeah, physically. Now everything's virtually.
0: Everything's online,
1: yes. But it's so true like what you were saying which is about the stereotyping, right? There is so many layers that you have to first start breaking. First start breaking the stereotyping. Then you have to break other aspects of, of what the person is going through.
0: So I have my own cousin brother. He is a homosexual. He lives in the US. He is a flight attendant with a very famous airline over there. And he has no calms about being openly gay. He is engaged to to be married to a Brazilian man, And he's absolutely happy because everyone has accepted him. Only the very first time when he revealed himself to his mom especially, his dad was very accepted. But his mom was like, tu kya hijra hai? Mm. you know, that kind of a question he got. And he said, no mom, it's just that my sexual preference is different. I am not a heterosexual male, but I'm a homosexual. Mm. And I like to be with a man instead mm. of a woman. And I don't want to marry a woman and spoil her life. She was very insistent that he have a normal uh, life, having a wife, having kids, and all those kind of things. a typical Indian uh, society and Indian culture that we follow. So he was like, I don't want to spoil any girl's life for that matter. Even I think as late as seven years back, she's still after Get married, get married. He said, No, I'm not comfortable with that. I'm comfortable with who I am, and I'm very happy. That is very important. The same thing is parents need to understand that as long as their children are happy, healthy and well settled in their professional area, in their personal life, what they do is their choice. There's absolutely no wrong. Instead of loving a man loving a woman, a man loves a man and it's absolutely fine. Or a woman loving a man, a woman loves a woman. Which is again absolutely fine. We just have to normalize it. They are very normal and healthy people, just like us heterosexual people. There's absolutely nothing wrong. So that was one case and instance I spoke about someone from my own family. Mm-hmm. And I know a very famous dress designer. Mm-hmm. Of course, I won't take his name, but growing up, I have known him. And it's absolutely normal being around such a person. I have got proposals from gay men also who want mm-hmm. to change being a homosexual and get married to me and you know, lead a normal life. But that does not happen. Like we already had studied that, and it was already known, but this was already affirmed in the conference that um, homosexual male and homosexual women, their brains are wired different. So they are born with that extra chromosome. Mm. So in a normal male, it is an XY chromosome. Mm. Normal female is XX chromosome. Mm. But whereas gay males, uh, the same DNA, there is an extra X chromosome, and in the female, there is an extra Y. So that's how, so they're already genetically wired. It's not something that they've learned growing up. It's a very rare case where they learn growing up. Or probably, yes, there could be another aspect. They might have been abused. Like there was a, another patient of mine who was sexually abused growing up as a child. They had to perform oral sex on some male uh, neighbor. And it was not once, but repeatedly being done. It was only when he came to his teenage years he realized that it was a wrong thing that was happening. But as a result, what happened was he started having gay tendencies. That's when he started coming to me and seeking help. Of course, much later when he was in a professional space, and yet he wanted to be in a very uh, normal space. He wanted to get married, have children, have a house of his own. But his mother and sister were very supportive. It's okay if you have homosexual tendencies. It's absolutely fine. In fact, while he was seeking help with me, he had a gay experience with another man. And he was very happy with it. But at the back of the mind, he was very anxious. What if I've contracted AIDS? So I said, relax. Take your tests. They are normal. Nothing is wrong. It's just that you uh, enjoyed that episode and that's about it. That's where it ends. But yet he did take this uh, test and it was clear. It was absolutely fine. But yet he was not ready and willing to accept that part of his life. It took many counselling sessions. In fact, I think he came to me for counselling for almost two years. And I could tell him, yes, you are gay. I can't. It has to come from him. A counsellor is not going to do that. Okay. Another case, just recently, the parents got to know about their only son being homosexual. So I said, it's absolutely fine. No, but can't you give him some medication? Can't you do some kind of therapy on him? Can't you suggest some kind of a psychiatrist who will give him some medication and reverse his kind of thinking? It doesn't happen. We had a lot of controversy in between Ashton Vigas. Mm. We had these things going on in the media about the conversion therapy and all. Mm. If you remember last year. Tell me a little bit about it. So people were wanting to, there were certain doctors who claimed that they were um, you know, converting these people with different sexual orientation. That does not happen. It just does not happen. You are who you are, whether you are a homosexual, whether you are a heterosexual, you accept that, whatever it may be, whatever your sexual, and see, it is something very private. Why do you want to make public about it? It's good that you uh, told your parents about confided, and, and maybe your immediate family members. And why? But uh, outside society, and even if they get to know, it's fine. It's absolutely fine. And I think now India is getting into that phase of acceptance. And we are having these kind of uh, foundations like the case of Suri Foundation. Then there is, uh, I think there's an association by the name of SWIKAR. They have a support group for uh, parents from this community. So there is a lot of support groups happening for people from the community for their family members as well. So there's absolutely no problem at all in coming out and revealing yourself. And being comfortable. So Yoshita,
1: how should somebody do it? You know, like how should somebody take the step? Obviously, it's a very, very scary step to take, right? How do you actually tell your parents this?
0: So, First of all, be comfortable with who you are, what you found out about yourself. You could probably confide in a friend, in a relative first. And then maybe if you feel comfortable with that, uh, with the help and support of that friend or that relative, You could talk to either parent first. You could start with your mom or your dad, whoever you are closest to. Or you could uh, probably come out to both the parents at the same time and tell them that this is what my orientation is. So parents will be in a state of denial. Because this is something different. It's not acceptable still. But give them time. Take them step by step. Yes, seek help. Very important. It's not because I'm a mental health professional and I deal with these cases, but I think it's time that you recognize the help and support of a counselor and a therapist. That person, he or she will help you through step-by-step. It's again a step-by-step process. I personally go by by step-by-step processes because I think just jumping into something is not going to help. So it's always good to go step-by-step. So first, probably you could seek help then probably get your parents to seek help and things like that. But yes, may uh, first definitely talk to your parents before you know, yeah. jumping on to going to a third party intervention.
1: Before going ahead, we'll take a quick break. And we are back. And like you said, take it step by step, plan it out, right? I know so many people who have uh, told their parents in the middle of a fight, right? Get married, get married, get married, get married. No, you don't understand. Da, da, da. Like that was the wrong time to probably have broached the topic. Correct? It came out from frustration. Instead, you should be in control of the situation when you're when you're telling your parents. You should be in a place of calm, creating a place of calm. Like we keep talking about, especially when we're in other cases, then we we're talking about suicide, for example, on the other podcast. We we're all talking yeah. about creating a safe space. Yes. Right? You have to learn to create that safe space for yourself at home and with your parents. I know for some people it won't exist. Some people come from parents from homes where parents are extremely rigid, extremely strict. Understand. I understand that. But it is something that you have to slowly, slowly broach and break into. True.
0: And another aspect is please go to a therapist who is a LGBTQI-friendly therapist. I am one of them. I have other colleagues also who are, whoever you might feel comfortable. Please definitely go and seek help. There are a whole lot of people who are available online.
1: What does it mean, uh, friendly as in? Uh, okay,
0: someone who accepts people from the LGBTQ because there are people who have, who are LGBTQ phobic, who do not accept the community.
1: Even, even as counsellors, we will have yes. people who are LGBTQ phobic. Yes. Okay. Yes.
0: So create that safe space, like you said. Hmm. Creating that safe space, that safe environment, and confidential environment. When people from this community seek help, they want everything to be shared in confidence. Correct. Not someone who will go out into the outer world and announce that you oh, know X, Y, Z is the whatever. Yeah. No, that's not happening. Correct. So make them feel very, uh, yeah, very safe. That's very and non-judgmental. I should, non-judgmental. That's
1: very important. So, so important. Yes. As it is, we're judging ourselves so much. And then when we have a professional judging us, it's the worst thing. thing. And, and I just want to share a personal experience here. I've been to counselors who've been judgmental, right? And, um, and it was pure trauma because you're being vulnerable and this person's being judgmental to you. If you feel like that in any case, you can always choose to switch and find somebody else. And it is your right you you should do it. Freedom of choice. Freedom of, Freedom choice. of choice. And this is so, so important. And this is also when I want to share one more important aspect, which is the difference between a friend and a counselor. You know, very mm-hmm. often we think, I've told four friends, no, they're helping me out go through this. But there's a very, very big difference between a friend and a counselor. A friend does not necessarily have the right tools to be able to guide you. Right? They can be there for you. You can cry on their shoulder. You can laugh with them. You can joke about things with them. But a counsellor is there with tools that are used to help you out. And this time during this whole COVID situation that we are all stuck at home, is actually the best time to find counselling because you don't have to go anywhere. Exactly. Everything's happening online.
0: Online, right. Very true, very true. No, but there are still people hesitant to seek help online because they are in confined space. Ah. So what if the parents are listening in, the spouse is listening in, kids are listening. True. So that's a little bit of a hinder, but I think you can work that out. If you're not comfortable meeting online like this face-to-face, there are counsellors like you available on the phone as well. You could just have a telephonic uh, counselling session.
1: Okay, lovely. Yoshita, how should a parent or a person receiving this news react? And what should they be going through? And how should they approach dealing with this?
0: So once a parent uh, gets to know about uh, the sexual orientation of their child, Uh, Of course, yes, there are many parents who go into denial. There are other parents who have already sensed it, but they are waiting for their child to come to them and talk about it. And there is a third scenario whereby they are very acceptable and very open-minded. They accept the child. That's a very rare case. But yes, there are people who accept the child away, he or she is. So, uh, yeah, so these are the three scenarios that could happen. And uh, definitely, you could uh, not only seek help, but read up on the internet. There is a vast lot of information that is available to you on the internet. Of course, most of it, sometimes it's true, sometimes it's not. So it depends on your discretion, what do you want to accept and deny, whatever kind of information. And go to someone, or probably you could join in some kind of an association, like I said, there are these support groups that are available. I will share some names after this podcast. They don't come to my mind. immediately, But yes, there is one of this that is Swikar. I'm very sure of it. But I will get the contact uh, information and I will definitely share.
1: We'll put in the show notes.
0: Yes. So there is a support called uh, Swikar for children uh, uh, belonging to these different sexual orientations. And uh, yes, definitely. And then, yeah, there is something called the Supper Trust. Hmm. I think started by Ashutrao Kavi, if I'm mistaken. No? You could definitely contact them also. It could also help you out. There are therapists uh, available out there also. There are a lot of therapists who are doing it for free also, who are not charging for counseling. So if you are feeling comfortable with that, go ahead. It's absolutely your choice. But as long as you get help and support, that's very important to deal with this kind of a situation. This
1: whole understanding and accepting this from your child is very, very difficult for many parents. I know so many people have written into to me saying that I just don't know what to tell my mom. I've told her that I am not interested in boys. I told her that I have a girlfriend. But I don't know what to do now anymore. Right? There's this complete block that some parents have. How should a person deal with that?
0: That's what I'm saying. That we seek help by the support groups. Understand mm. how they would help you step by step. And even a therapist, you know, someone who will handhold you through the entire process. Hmm. because this is going to come as the shock to the parents. definitely Definitely. and uh, uh, the definite response i think almost 80 to 90 percent is that of denial nahi. Ye nahi ho sakta. the typical uh, <laughs> Bollywood kind of uh, emotion but it, it, it happens it happens in real life I mean jokes about it happens the denial happens so that's when please seek help and take you know support to help uh, from support group and
1: correct. You know, as parents, we all want our children to have the best possible lives, right? And we believe we know best and we believe that a child will not have the best possible life if they're going to be, uh, you know, like not having a wife, not having a child, not having that, what they think is the best possible life. But when it's a realization that hasn't happened, that as soon as you force somebody into a life that is not theirs. Right? They are not going to be happy in that situation. And not only that, they're going to ruin the life of whoever else comes into their life as a partner. You know, um, being in a um, heterosexual relationship or heterosexual marriage when you're a homosexual is one of the most torturous things. Right? You are living a lie every single day of your life. Every single second. Not even a day. Yes, every single second. And it just plays, on your, it plays havoc on your mind. Right, then being forced to have a child right, and then going through that process. So we need to understand and take a step backwards saying that why should you want to force your child into a, a life like this? When knowing that with the choices that they make, they can live a perfectly happy life. It might not be the life that you've led. It could be a life that is completely different but it could still be a happy life and a complete life. A complete life is not necessarily one that is married with three kids. True,
0: true, true. very true.
1: And I think we should have lots of these kinds of conversations because yes. the more conversations are had like this, the more we normalize both from a parent's point of view because it is traumatic and both yes. from a person who is telling the parent's point of view because that's traumatic as well. Right? It is traumatic telling your parents, it's traumatic telling your friends, it's traumatic all of these steps because there is not acceptance. And traumatic
0: with your own self discovery also. Yeah. To yourself, I think first trauma is to be dealt with yourself. Sorry, Ashley, I interrupted. But no, first no, so of right. all, you know, you know, being aware of your own sexual orientation itself is so traumatic. Mm. And then speaking about it to somebody else, you can just imagine the kind of trauma they're doing. Yeah.
1: And, and the way I look at it, it is a few years of pain while everyone gets to know and everyone goes through this, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. My God followed by a few years of at least then some form of calm instead of living a life which, which just eats you up.
0: Correct. Right. In fact, one of the doctors, uh, when I had gone for this conference that I made reference to earlier, the doctor uh, revealed that 90% of the men married in India are gay, a closet-based. And it was such a shocking statistic. Hmm. But maybe there is some truth in it. I mean, I'm sure he's not speaking through his hand. It right. is just because of society and the stigma around here with this kind of sexual orientation. Correct. So people are lo- many a times pressurized and forced into this kind of matters. Yeah, And they have to live a life
2: for their entire life. life.
0: Mm. So that's why through these conversations that we are having today, let's create a whole lot of awareness, not only you and me, but even our other fellow psychologists and fellow psychiatrists. I would Correct. really appeal and uh, tell them that please definitely talk about these issues mm. openly on these kind of uh, social media platforms.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And guys, you can reach out to me, you can reach out to Yoshita, have these conversations, you know, share your experiences. Maybe there is something that we can help in. Maybe Yoshita can put you in touch with, uh, you know, somebody who can help your parents or you in the process. Right, Yoshita, um, how can people get in touch with you? What is the best way of contacting you and um, speaking to you?
0: Okay, so there are two mediums. One is via email. My hmm. email is y as in Yoshita. By the theway03 at gmail.com and via WhatsApp for appointments 983393039. Thanks. Alright, superb. Are you on Instagram? Are you doing things?
1: Yes, else? yes, so yes, yes. I'm on, Instagram. on Instagram as well? Yeah,
0: my yeah, my Insta, there are two handles. One is at thewayyoshita Yoshita and the other handle is of my counseling uh, consultancy which goes as at, at meher yash Counseling Consultant. so you could probably just write it down whenever you are broadcasting
1: I will do that it will be there in the show notes super thank you so much Yoshita. this was a fantastic conversation yeah
0: same here
1: thank you very much thank you bye bye so start these habits and share with us your progress using the hashtag thehabitcoach if you like this podcast don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network you can listen to us on the IVM podcast app or ivmpodcast.com
2: Hey, hey, it's been another great week on the IVM Podcast Network. On all things policy, Ananya Desai and Rohan Pai discuss recurrent bans on fireworks during festive seasons in India and discuss possible solutions to tackle India's air pollution problem. On the Habit Coach Podcast, Ashton Doctor welcomes Sahil Mehta, an esteemed mountaineer and author of the book Break Free. Sahil shares a transformative experience which became the catalyst for embracing discipline and fulfillment. The episode explores the profound impact of vulnerability on personal growth. Folks, if you like our shows, do spread the word. Tell your friends and don't forget to rate and review them wherever you're listening to them. Follow us on social media. We are IVM Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn. You'll also find all our shows on YouTube at youtube.com slash IVM Podcasts. And finally, we would like to thank our sponsors this week. Omedia Network India, Abbott, IDFC First Bank and Save Life Foundation. Thank you for making this possible.